We begin a new Patek today. Patek Hador, which begins the Halachas of Erev Chatzedes, which is based on the Takana of Shleimah Melech, that when you have many Batim that are opened into one Chatzar, so because the Batim are owned privately, and the Chatzar is shared by many people, so it looks similar to carrying from Rishusayach to Rishusarabim, so therefore, Hacham was Mesaken, or Shlema Melech was Mesaken, not to carry from a house to a, a Chatzar, a shared Chatzar. However, if you make an Eid of Chatzedois, where everybody participates together and puts food in one house, then you can carry from the house into the Chatzar, from any of the houses into the Chatzar. As we'll see here in the Mishnah, and in the continuation of the Gemara, that there's another two ways how to get around the issue of not being allowed to carry from a house to a chatzar. Besides Erev Chatzeris, there's something else called Bitl Rishos. If there's someone that's not going to be able to participate in the Erev, he could renounce the ownership that he has in the chatzar, give it up, he's not going to use anything, he's giving up, he's renouncing his ownership. It's a second option. And then there's a third option for a guy, which uh, Erev does not apply to him, Bitl uh, Rishos doesn't apply to him, as we'll see, the Gemara will explain why. And for him, the only way to uh, be able to carry, if there's a guy living there, is if you, the Yid is going to rent the guy's space, or the guy's rights of use, in the Chatzar. Schiras Rishos, you have to rent that uh, ownership from him. So let's begin the Mishnah, and we'll see all the details. A yid is living together with a guy in a courtyard. Or you're living in a in a chotzer with someone that does not agree to the whole takana of Eruv. As Rashi says, this refers to a kuti. The kuti, they were people that came to Yisrael in the time of the first place of Mikdash. They were Magayar. There's a whole argument in many places in Shas regarding the Kutim, if they were Gere Emes, if their conversion was real, or Gere Arayis, they were afraid because of lions that were killing uh, amongst them, and they, they, their Gerez was not accepted. So when the Mishnah says, Misha even if they're considered to be Yidin, but they're not Maide Be'erov. So they can't participate in the mitzvah of the Takana of Erov. So whether it's a guy, whether it's this Kuti, Hareza Oyser the fact that this guy is there is going to answer on you to uh, be metaltal from your house to the chotzer. The only time there's going to be an issue if there's a guy living there in the chotzer is if there's two yidin that are living there. If it's only one yid and one guy, then it's not an issue. Only if two yidin and a guy, then the guy answers on the Yidin that are there, if he cannot participate with their Eidov. The Gemara will explain the reason of Rabbi Yazid ben Yaakov. Amar Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel said, There was a story with a Tzadoyki, which of course is a Yid, but Tzadoykim were people that did not agree to Teresh Balpeh, they didn't agree to any of the Takanas of Chazal. He was living with us in a Mavoy in Yerushalayim, and... Before Shabbos, he uh, renounced his Rishus in the Chatzar, or in the Mavoy, as Rashi says, He was Mavatl his Rishus, he gave up to us the use of the uh, Chatzar. So now the fact that he did not participate with native is not a problem. He was Mavatl his Rishus. But for Omar Lono Abba, our father told us, After Shabbos came in, he said, Quickly go and take out 
your kalim, let's take our out our belongings into the mavoi, so that this tzedeki should not retract his bitl rishos and bring out his kalim. If he's going to bring out his kalim into the mavoi, so then he's showing that he's retracting the fact that he was mevatel, that he said he's not going to use this rishos anymore. So let's bring out our kalim so there won't be space for any of his, so the bitl rishos that he established before should remain. So according to this version of what happened, so we see that the tzedeki could be mevatel is rishos, and we have to make sure that he won't retract it. No, it happened differently. What his father actually said is, he said in the name of his father, Go and quickly before Shabbos and get everything done that you have to do outside in the Mavoy. Because otherwise this uh, tzedeki could come and bring his kalim out into the Chatzar and then he's going to retract his bitl rishos and he won't be able to carry on Shabbos. So make sure that you take care of all your matters before Shabbos. So Rabbi Yudah holds that we can't rely on the bitl rishos of the tzedeki. He could always retract it if he later comes and brings his kalim into the chatzah, so then his bitl rishos is worthless. He's using it. He's showing that he still wants to have his use in the chatzah. It's interesting over here, there's a big machlekes rishayim regarding, I mentioned earlier, that there's schiras rishos. You could rent from someone that's not participating with your chatzah, that's usually what's done by a guy. So why can't the same be done over here with this tzedeki? Let them just rent the space from him and then he can't renounce, he can't be mevatel that. Once he rented it to the Yidin, even if he brings his kalim out, he already rented it to them. Why don't we do that? So this is a big machleikas rishayinim that's brought over here between the Rosh and the Marami Rottenberg, whether schiras rishos is something that works only by a guy or works even for a Yid. Big discussion in the Shaina. I just want to make mention of it. Let's see the Gemara. Yosef Abaye bar Oven, Verabchinen bar Oven, the Yosef Abaye Gabayo. So the two brothers were sitting and Abaye sat with them. The Yosvi, the Kaomri, and they sat and they said as follows regarding the Machlaikis of Rab Meir and Rab Yazab Yaakov and our Mishnah. It actually doesn't say the name Rab Meir and our Mishnah, but it's a Tanakam and Stam Mishnah Rab Meir. So they were discussing the argument in our Mishnah regarding when a Goy is in your Chatzer. Will the guy aser on the other people in the chatzer if there's just even only one yid living in that chatzer with the guy? Or, like Rabbi Yazim and Yaakov said, only if there's two yidin living there. So the question they asked was, Bish It's well understood according to Rabbi Meir, The fact that a guy is living there is significant, and he has a rishus in the chatzer, and therefore... He asers on the yid that did not make an aid of a cat make an aid of together with the guy. Makes no difference if there's one yid living with the guy, two yid living with the guy. But according to Rabbi Yazabin Yaakov, what is the basis of his opinion? If he holds that the guy's dwelling, living there is significant and he interferes with the yid being able to carry there, so then Afilachat Nami Nitzah. Even if there's only one yid living with the guy, it should also be a problem. So if, on the other hand, we're going to say he holds that the guy living there does not pose any problem, his dwelling is not significant regarding the requirement of an Eidov, so then I feel it today, so why if there are two yidin living with the guy, does Rabbi Yazab and Yaakov say there is a problem? So when Abaye heard their question, Abaye said to them, 
Does Rav Meir hold that a guy living in a chatzah where there's Yidin there, that his dwelling is as the same as a Yid, it's as significant as a Yid regarding the Allah of Eidach? But Vatanya, we learn in Abraisa, Chatzera Yishal Eivet Kechavim, the Chatzer of a guy, if there's a guy living in a Chatzer, Harehu Kedir Shal Beima. The dwelling of the guy is like a barn of animals. The animals do not create any Isser for anybody living in this Chatzer. The same is also with the uh, dwelling of a guy living there. This is a Braisa that's even according to Rav Meir. The Gemara later on Ahmed Beis will explain exactly when this uh, Braisa applies. When the, and that is when the guy is not there, when the guy is not present. But the point is, we see over here that even according to Rav Meir, the dira of a guy is not the same as the dira of a yid when it comes to the Allah of Really, his dira should not interfere at all. Ella, rather, the kula alme dirisakem loishma dira. Everybody agrees that really, menateira, or really originally, the dira of a guy. Is not something that interferes the aid of that has to be made in the chatzah. Even if he does not participate, it's not a problem. Here there's a special gzeda of Chazal. And that is, This gzeda that Chazal did not want Yidin to live together with a guy in a chatzah, so that they should not come to learn from his ways. Here is the machlekes when that gzeda applies. The Gemara will now explain. Why uh, they, uh, even though the, the, the dira of the guy should not at all interfere the Eidov, but Chazal wanted it to be an interference, and they made a specific takana to make it difficult for a yid to work to live with the guy. They don't want a yid to live together with the guy to live, to learn from his actions. So here's the machlekes between Rav Meir and Rav Leizer ben Yaakov. When exactly does zera applies? Leizer ben Yaakov savar. Rav Leizer ben Yaakov holds. Because a guy is suspected of shvichis damim that he might come to kill you. So today the shchichi the dairy two yidn to live together with a guy that's common. That's where the gzeir of chazal applies. One yid should move into the same chotzer together with a guy. That's not so common because the yid is afraid to live just with a guy that's a shayfich damim. So Chachamim's Gzeda never applies to a case that's not Shechiyah, that's not common. So therefore only if there's two Yidin living with a guy does the Gzeda apply, not if there's one Yid living there. Meir Savar, a Meir however holds, Zimnin the Mikri Vidaya. Sometimes it does happen that a Yid lives together with a guy, just one Yid, one guy, he has nowhere else to live, and he moved in together with that guy in a Chatzah. So therefore the Gzeda of Chazal does apply. Now what exactly did Chazal implement in order to motivate a Yid not to live with this guy? So the Gemara now explains, and this is according to everybody. For Amru Rabbanon, what Rabbanon said is as follows: Ain eight of Moel b'Makemakim, an eight of is not going to work when a guy is there. Vein bitlo d'Shos Moel b'Makemakim, and the bitlo d'Shos should not work for a guy either. Achiyasker, only if you're going to rent from the guy his part in the chutzer, then you, you could uh, carry there. And the guy will not want to rent you his space, and therefore it's going to be a trouble. You're not going to be able to carry. So that will be a motivation for the yid to move away. That's what Chachamu Wamasakim, that the guy should interfere. You have to rent his rishos in order to be able to uh, carry there on Shabbos, and the guy won't want him. So the Gemara now explains why would the guy not want him? My time. Why would the guy not want to rent from you? Is the reason because the guy is afraid I'm renting him this space in the property, this space in the chatzah, the yid might come and hold on to it and keep it. 
I don't want to give it away even temporarily to a yid. So the Gemara says, why would the guy be concerned for, of this? Let's take a look exactly to what extent this schiros goes. When you have to rent the space from the guy, how far does this go? So there's an argument about this. Oh, according to the opinion that says that you have to have a strong, a proper renting. So then, yeah, the guy will be concerned that you're going to rent it and take it away from him. But according to another opinion that says that the schiros, the renting of the guy for this purpose, is a much weaker thing. It's sort of symbolic. It doesn't have to be a proper rental. What would we say? Why should the guy not want to rent it to the yid? It's not going to be any trouble for the guy to rent it to the yid. So this won't be any motivation for the yid to move out. Won't be any techa involved in this. There's actually a discussion in Rishonim regarding whether this has to be done every single Shabbos. If you look in Rashi El the Kula Alma, Rashi there says the whole Shabbos for Shabbos. You're going to have to rent from the guy every single Shabbos again. But others say no. It could be done like Eid of Tchumen or Eid of Chatzed. It's once a year. It doesn't have to be every single Shabbos. Either way, if it's something which is not a real schiris, it's a schiris ru'ah, it's a weaker schiris, I think I'm will explain right now, so why would the guy be concerned and not want to rent it out to the yid? So the Gemara now brings up the uh, source of this argument. The Itmar, we learned about this argument as follows. Rav Chista says the rental of the guy has to be proper and full. Rav Sheisha says even just a weaker, more symbolic kind of a rental of the guy is fine. What exactly is the distinction between these two types of rentals? If you're going to say proper rental means that you're paying a pruta to the guy. A pruta means that you're paying less than a shava pruta for the rental. So that, that can be the difference. Why not? Is there anybody that would hold that if you rent something from a guy, you buy something from a guy, that it, uh, it won't work with less than a shava pruta? The whole shear of a Shavu Prut is only by a Yid, not for, by a Goy. Because, You should know, You could rent from a Goy with even less than a Shavu Pruta. So by a Goy, even less than a Shavu Pruta is kind of. A guy, one of the Shavu Mitzvahs B'nei Noyach is Gzela. And a guy that steals and it's Eivan Shavah Mitzvah B'nei Noyach. The Einish by a guy is Misa. So even if it's less than a Shavah Pruta, there's a Narak, he's Chayv Misa. This is not something that you could return. It's less than a Shavah Pruta. It's not Shayach HaShavah by a Yid. If it's a Shavah Saveda, a Shavah Gzela, there is the amount of a Shavah Pruta. By a guy, it's less than a Shavah Pruta. You can't return it. There's nothing to return. But he's narak, he's, he, he, he can't pay, and he has, he's even less than a shava pruta is gzela. So you see that by a guy, less than a shava pruta is the same as a shava pruta. So that can't be the difference here between the two levels of rentals, whether it's a proper rental or a weaker rental. Hello, the difference, the machlekes between Avchesta and Avsheshes is Bria b'muhakiva burgeni. Bria means that you're renting it properly and you're getting the rights to bring out your benches, your chairs, your tables, whatever you have, into the chatzah. Ru'a b'loy markiva burgeni. Ru'a means it's more of a symbolic rental. You're paying something for it, but you don't really have the rights to bring out your tables and chairs over there. So now, Gemara goes back again to the question. If it's a proper rental, and you bring out your tables and chairs there, the guy gets concerned that the Yid is taking over his property. He won't want to rent it to him. So therefore, the Yid's going to be stuck. 
you won't be able to carry there on Shabbos. That's the Gzair of Chazal, and in order to motivate you to move out, not to live together with a guy. But if all you need is more of a symbolic kind of a rental, so then what's the issue? Why would the guy not want to accept some money just for the symbolic rental and allow the you to carry there, and then you will have no motivation to move out? The guy is still afraid of some kind of a kishav. He's afraid that, what is this seed coming to me to rent and he wants to pay me? Yeah, it's just a symbolic thing. I'll, I'll give it to him for a gift. He's not even interested in the money, but he dafke wants to pay me. This is the way Rabbi Yonison over here explains. He, sees, he doesn't understand what's going on. Something's fishy over here that he's giving me money, especially according to Rashi, that he comes back to him every single week again. So what is this all about? And therefore he won't want to rent it out to the yid. This is the Takan of Chazal that a Yid should be able to should, should come to move out and not live together with the guy. So this explains the Machloikis between Rab Meir and Abdelazar ben Yaakov regarding whether the guy asks us if even only one guy is there or, or, or two guys. Uh, let's go back to this Braise that we quoted before. The courtyard of a guy, if there's only a guy living there. It's only a guy and. Um, uh, houses of Goyim and Achatzer, no Yidin there. It's like a barn of an animal. The animals do not asser on anybody in the Chatzar. Yid wants to walk in there and bring something out from the house into a Chatzar on Shabbos. There's no problem. The guy does not asser in the Chatzar. There's only Goyim there. Or from the Chatzar to the house, to the house to the Chatzar. If there's one Yid living there, Iser. Then he asers. The fact that a Yid is also living there, so and there's also Goyim, so the guy will ask her. As it said in the Mishnah. There has to be two Yisraelim there in order to ask her, as we've already explained, this Machlaikis. What did it say here in the Braise? That the Chatzar of a guy is like the, the barn of animal. Right? And therefore, a yid could come in and out. And uh, what did it say afterwards in the Braise? That if a yid is living there, so then the guy asks for a yid, a yid is not allowed to carry out from his house into the Chatzar. Right? But it's Mashma from the Braise, as Rashi here explains, it's Mashma from the Braise, that the Isser would only be that if the, if the yid is living there in the Chatzar together with the guy, so now the yid will not be allowed to carry out from the guy's house. But a yid from his own house will be allowed to carry out. That's what it's mashed from this rice. Frek the Gemara on that, but for Nan Tanan, in the Mishnah we learned, If a guy is living in your Chatzar, so then the guy asks on the yid to carry out from the yid's house. The, again, the rice it's mashma that if there's a guy living there alone, there's no issue whatsoever. If a yid also lives there, so then you can't carry out from the guy's house. But the yid could still carry out from his house into the chatzar. But in our mission, it's much more. If a guy is living in your chatzar, then there's an issue that the yid can't carry out from his house. So what's the story with a guy living in your chatzar? So the Gemara explains, like Kashya, it's not a question. In our mission, we're talking about a guy that's living in your chatzar, and he's there. He's there, he's present there now. So therefore, he asks on the yid to carry out from his house as well. And as we've explained before, it's the Takon of Chazal, that we want, don't want the Yid to live with the guy. In this Braise, it's talking about a guy that owns a house there, but he's not there now. He left. So let's analyze this further. What does the Tana of this Braise hold? 
If he holds, just generally we say that when, a, when there's a dira in a certain courtyard and the owner is not present, but nevertheless, because he owns a house there, it's an ownership that will have to participate in the Eidov. Even if a person is leaving out of town for Shabbos, but he also has to participate in the Eidov because he has a house there. So then, we should apply the same thing by a guy as well. Even if the guy is not present, but if he owns a house there in this chutzir, and he asks us if he should ask her and everybody else. But in, or if he the whole, that always, we always say that if, a, if the person that has a house in this chutzir is not living there now, he's not present there now, so then that dira is not counted. We don't care about that person. He's not here now. So then, So then this applies even to a yid, not only to a guy. Why is the Bryce saying this halacha only by a guy that it's like a a barn of a behemoth that would be treated by a yid. That's the Gemara, not as a difference. Really, the halacha should be that if a person owns a house in a chatzar and he's not living there now, so then it's not a problem. You don't have to count them in with the aid of. However, if he is here, so he asks and everybody. Even when he's not here, the Rabbanon will geyser that he should also ask her, that his house is considered to be a dira in this chatzar, even if he's not present there right now. But when it comes to a guy, even if the guy is present and he's here in his house in the chatzar. So really, we don't even require an aid for the guy. Rather, the whole thing, as we explained, was the whole idea of the Eidov by the guy, or actually not an Eidov, we require the Yid to rent from him his part, his part of the Chatzar, is all just to get the Yid to move away from the guy. So you shouldn't learn from him. So the whole thing is Exeter. Only if the guy is actually present, so then he answers on the Yid as well. The Exeter applies. But Kilasei Loyasar. But if the guy is not here, so then we don't uh, we don't answer. The guy is not here, so we're not we're not concerned that you're going to learn from his actions, and therefore, if he's not here right now, the gzeda doesn't apply. Trek the gemara is this true? If a guy owns a house in Yochatzer, and right now he's not here, he left for Shabbos, so then he doesn't answer on you. You're not going to have to rent it from him. But what we learned in the Mishnah, this was quoted before actually. Person leaves his house before Shabbos and he's going to be for Shabbos in another city. Whether it's a guy that was living in the Chatzah that left for Shabbos or it's a Yid that left. Even if he's not present, he still asks on everybody else if he did not participate with the aid of Chatzeris. So what do we see over here? Even if the guy left, he still creates an Isra for everyone else. Over there, it's talking about a situation where the guy went to another city that's close by, and he can come during the day. So as soon as he arrives, he's going to make an Issa and everybody else. If you're going to let everyone carry until the guy comes, they might come to carry later as well. So therefore, over there, even if the guy is not present, you're not allowed to carry, because he could easily come back. We pass in like Rabbi Yezab and Yaakov. Ravuna says, no, it's not a psakalacha mamish, rather minig. The minig is that we follow Rav Lazar ben Yaakov. So if someone asks you, you can tell him that this is the minig. So he said only minig Rav Lazar ben Yaakov. Rav Yechinen says, no, go on, Rav Lazar ben Yaakov. It's not a psakalacha. And if someone asks you, 
um, privately. You don't pass him for them, him this either. But no, this is what people do. And people do this way, and we leave them, we let them be makel like Rabbi Yazid ben Yaakov, that only if there's two yidin together with a guy, then there's an issue with the guy. But if it's one yid together with a guy, then it's not an issue. Amalei Abai, let Rabbi Yisif Abai, says Rabbi Yisif about Rabbi Yisif ben Yaakov. I'm alone. We know that Mishnah's Rabbi Yisif ben Yaakov, the halachis of Rabbi Yisif ben Yaakov, kav v'noki. It's a kav, it's a certain small measurement, v'noki. But those few places where he says his opinion, his halachis, they're very pure, clean, very uh, good halachis, and we paskin like him, basically. So Rabbi Yudah Mashmuel said about this, halachik Rabbi Yezab and Yaakov. Something like this, that the halachis like Rabbi Yezab and Yaakov. So we know you're not allowed to paskin any halachis in front of your teacher. There's a isra of being meira halachin b'fnei rabbi. This is what happened by one, according to one of the opinions, by Nodav and Aviyu. They paskin the halachin before Moshe Rabbeinu. As we'll see here, the Hemshech of the Gemara, this whole Hemshech of the Sugi here for the next blad or so, is going to be about this subject of being meira halacha b'fnei rabbi. So you're not allowed to paskin b'fnei rabbi. But how about something so simple that we just said that there's a rule that the halacha is always like Rabbi Yazid ben Yaakov. Is that something that you could say in front of your Rebbe? Because it's something that it's anyways accepted and known. So again, Are you allowed to say this in front of your Rebbe? Amalei, so... He answered him and said, No, even something as simple as like asking whether you could have an egg with um, a milk, milk product, which is simple that it should be allowed, uh, you're also not allowed to say in front of your teacher. You're not allowed to pass him any halacha in front of your teacher, even though it's a Dabra Pashat. They would ask it, so, so this is a continuation, sorry. The way you read this is, this is a simple question that was asked from Rav Chista. Koshani, all his lifetime, the Rav Huna of Rav Huna, his teacher Rav Huna, and he didn't want to answer. He didn't want, he didn't want to answer because it's in front of his Rav, even though it's a simple thing. something else. How about you have Megillah's Tainus, where there's halachas that are written in Megillah's Tainus. Rashi says that this was the only thing that they had written in those times, before the Mishnahis was written, so therefore it's asking about this. So you have Megillah's Tainus, and it's written, and it's right over there, and everyone can take a look and see what it says there. Are you allowed to pass in what it says in it, in the place of your Rebbe? So again he answered him, that is. Okay, so even um, something as simple as base of Bekutche, as we just said, all the all lifetime of Rav Chista, uh, he did not uh, all the lifetime of Rav Hone, That is, he did not ask the uh, question. He didn't answer this question in his presence, even though it was something so simple. Because you're not allowed to be meira halacha b'fnei rabbi. As we'll see in Mitzvah Shem, the Hemshchah of this subject, as I said, the Gemara is going to discuss this parichas. Okay.